Future Commerce is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex Cloud is for businesses of all sizes, from small and medium-sized businesses all the way to enterprise. You can find out how Vertex can help your business by visiting them online at vertexcloud.com slash futurecommerce. Pop quiz, are you torn between hiring an email marketer or a growth marketer at the start of 2021? Well, that is just so 2020 because with Marketer Hire, you can staff a team of expert marketers on an hourly, part-time, or full-time basis. So stop looking for that one do-it-all marketer and instead work with pre-vetted experts from Marketer Hire. Future Commerce listeners can receive a $500 credit when signing a contract before January 31st, 2021. Don't delay. Go right now to marketerhire.com slash podcast to claim this offer. Hello and welcome to Future Commerce, the podcast about next generation commerce. I'm Brian. I'm Philip. And the next generation of commerce, we've heard all about it. Uh, and today we're going to hear about where where the future is heading as far as live stream shopping, which everyone seems to be a thought leader about on Twitter these days. So we have the founder <laughs> of and CEO of Shop Shops, Leah Wu, here to talk with us and tell us, is, is, this, uh, is this the future? Is live shopping the future? Welcome to the show, Leah. Hi. Um, thank you for having me, Philip and Brian. Um, I believe the future of shopping is definitely live and video. Um, and that's why we jump on this, or since we started in 2016 with no idea what we were doing at the time, um, trying to build what we called uh, retail tamers, which is retail entertainment commerce all in one as a, mm. a platform that serviced three sides of the market. Um, yeah, so I think the, 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 the growth that we have um, learned um, from our China side, uh, as we started uh, from a, a, a mostly a China part focused company, um, where that we've seen the growth on the China side, we see the adoption in the early age, and then the potential growth that followed after. And I think it's still growing really fast and in the Chinese market. And I think this is um, going to be a global adoption. Uh, for a lot of people and pandemic is just putting more feels on that um, learning. Hmm. You had uh, an amazing interview last year that I listened to uh, on the Modern Retail Podcast. And uh, what struck me in in that interview was that you sort of differentiated yourself from what uh, people in the West typically think of as like, you know, it, QVC for direct to consumer and and that you 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 turn on QVC in the United States and there are people standing in a studio with you know studio lights uh selling products uh you know via you know sitting on a couch or they're <laughs> they're like yeah. selling the product to you this takes you into the streets and into into like shops and into boutiques is that correct Yes we call ourselves retail first or retail tamers um, mm. From my personal experience, I have uh, many years of offline retail experience. I've owned my own boutique store, started my own brands that exclusively run on offline retail stores. And to me, I hold very dear of that experience because I think every store owner, big or small, or even um, multi-billion dollars um, department stores that they spend so much time on the curation of that uh, store and the displacement of product alignment, 
merchandising. Um, I think that is what unique about offline shopping, about retail shopping, is that memory mm. trigger created during that first step you walk into the store, the sound, the music, the smell, the people who talk to you. Or when you're trying on a pair of shoes, there's someone there to sort of help you decide, even if it's a stranger who's trying on a different pair. And you would probably sort of take a, a look at the other person's shoes and figure, oh, is that better or is mine better? So I think all oh, those are part of the offline hmm. shopping we don't experience online, at least not at the current um, online shopping experience. Um, I often talk to my team internally that I think right now the e-commerce is are designed by men shop experience for men where you know you want a pair of jeans so type it out and search the color search the length and waist and then basically you have it but i think for a lot of people who love shopping and that sense of discovery um really um sort of being wowed by the window display or being wowed by um, that things you did not know existed is part of that shopping journey. And that's what Shop Shop has been trying very hard to mimic that offline shopping experience and bring them online. I think live stream and also video is just a format uh, that we could use or a tool that we use to really try to mimic that offline shopping experience. Yeah, I think this is so important. I uh, recently wrote an article on my like depressing shopping experience on Black <laughs> Friday. <laughs> it, was, it was so depressing. And I, and I was just thinking about like what we think of as depressing right now. And, and Philip and I recently watched a, a movie called uh, Jasper Mall. And that's sort of mm -hmm. the death. It's about the death of the American shopping mall. And, and like, it was it was sort of depressing to see like where people landed at the end of like the life of this mall. But I'm thinking about our current shopping experiences. And if I keep shopping the way that I'm shopping all the way through to the end of my life, like how depressing that would look. I think you're absolutely right that shopping is not relational. It's not engaging. It's not as entertaining as it could be. It's not as like life giving as like window displays and all the reasons why in-store retail has continued to be the primary mode of shopping uh, prior to the pandemic, even though we had e-commerce here in the U.S. at least. How would yeah. you say that the way that people are building and growing relationships, especially coming out of COVID, is impacting shopping? And will this allow something like shop shops to come to the U.S. and see success? First of all, I have to say, I definitely see that the there's going to have a tremendous change on the user behavior shopping via video and live stream. So we definitely think we are on the on the uh, beginning of that uh, U.S. growth on the live stream adoption and uh, potential big boom uh, that follows. And in my opinion, probably in two to three years uh, time uh, for that adoption to actually occur. I think with COVID, most people are able to build a fast trusting relationship via video uh, because we've been um, talking to people that we know or strangers over video calls, over conferences, um, and then think live streaming or, or video forms of entertainment on uh, Instagram or uh, TikTok are sort of the, the way that keep us know about what else is going on in the world besides the, the home or the, the, the room that we're in. 
So I think that's a, a first of a user change behavior that allows us to really see what a video can offer. And that is more than just TV or more than just YouTube channels now. I think the shorter video forms or extremely long uh, live stream in, in interactions are the two formats. People will start build mm. a strong relationship with the content creator, uh, either the live streamer hosts or the video uh, content creators. Because that's where the relateness that you get to see either that person do a very good dance or has a very cute dog where you start learn about TikTok. I think we all <laughs> got addicted because of the, either the dog or the dance or the music. <laughs> so I think, right. Same with live stream shopping or live stream entertainment is you, you start see relateness to the person who's presenting um, an item or something that's bring your eyeball uh, an interest that brings you the uh, relateness, either the body size, either the way that they speak, or either it's just fun and relaxing to look at another person to go through different stores and browse through on your behalf. Um, instead hmm. of a one-to-one experience, it becomes one-to-hundreds. You probably will see other people chats um, over uh, while you watch. There's other people chats too. And then you feel like there's people who like the same item as you do or wanted the same thing that you wanted. They care about the same discount as you care. So I think all that is what we've seen on the China side of user adopting to this behavior that can be grown into uh, the US side with that um, trust built from reality shows. I have to ask the question that, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, how does this not exist or like, how is this not more prolific here in the United States? And I have to believe that there is probably some sort of cultural uh, difference. There's a chasm between like the, the, the cultural impact or the cultural acceptance of the influencer economy in Asia versus what it is here in the United States. I, I have to wonder what people would think of me if I started walking around the Nordstrom here in Palm Beach Gardens and, you know, I'm talking into my phone and uh, no one else like is really in, <laughs> engaged with me. Like it's, I'm engaging with other people while I'm in public. How, what, how did you overcome that? Or was that already sort of the norm when Shop Shops launched? Oh, in the beginning when we launched Shop Shops, um, are we... It was a team of five. I, hmm. Me and my partner were both our sort of initial hosts because we had no one else. No one else knew what we were talking about. Um, and we started on uh, Alibaba Taobao platform where we started mm-hmm. with the store uh, called Shop Shops. It was a trial to start with because at the time when we built Shop Shop, it was for Chinese tourists using it as a almost like a Yelp version for shopping. At least that was initially how we pitched and got into our first incubator uh, with an idea of building a a shopping directory for people who travel and shop. Um, So with that in mind, that's how we started trialing or testing out um, a live stream. Okay, first live before we started it, I was like, oh my God, who is going to watch it? Because right now, everybody's like watching live stream. At the time, 2016, people were watching live stream in China of someone else eating a ball of rice at home. And a million people would tune in and watch just someone else eat a ball of rice. And I was like, okay, this is 
Wow. Not people going to buy $1,000 items or even $100 items or even $5 items while I walk around on the streets just to feature products. So how would that relate? Um, but we gave it a try anyway. But five minutes into the show, my partner and I would at different ends. I was in Beijing. She was in New York. And we were chatting um, on the side. And she both we were so excited. We were like, oh my God, this is what we have been trying to tell people how to mimic that offline shopping experience online. This is what shopping should be online. And so that was the moment we both believed this is the future where people will shop interactively via live or via video. Um, so I think you really have to do it before you really understand why it's so exciting. Um, I think if there's the element of other people watch you, which you can become an influencer. Second is where that there's people engage with you in real time. Uh, there's the way that we talk about product or how to present it. It's part of a, the learning that we build ourselves into influencers. Um, so I think there is definitely that um, culture difference in terms of Asian market or especially Chinese has been uh, more eager to buy cross-border and they're willing to see what's out there and be able to, to test and try. Uh, I think besides that, it's also where China has been more mobile uh, savvy. We have adopted to uh, online mobile shopping instead of online web shopping. So people are more um, tuned, uh, more sort of experienced with the mobile shopping that whatever is available. Um, so that's where I think the U.S. with um, this COVID actually, I think it pushed everyone towards more of a mobile experience focus comparing to pure web experience um, um, technologies. So I think that's the two differences I see where the next generation or even the millennials will adopt to this quickly because a lot of us will be stick to our phones like 20 minutes to two, three hours a day. Mm, there's the concept of, well, we had digital natives we had social natives, and and now we have, you know, platform or entertainment content creator natives, and I, I think there's this uh, skill that's being developed right now by another generation where they are not only prolific consumers of content, but they're pr prolific creators yes. of content in their own right. How is Shop Shops enabling that generation to to be prolific creators? And give me some examples of success in creating you know, the next shop live shopping host stars on your platform? Um, we have been um, engaging our content creators uh, initially, mostly for the Chinese market. So initial, when we seek out these talents, they are uh, people who have fashion backgrounds, people who are creative in terms of their designers themselves. Uh, they, they are uh, stylists, makeup artists themselves. So basically they are very much have their own 
uh, way to express of their opinion about beauty. And they also have a very strong understanding of the product knowledge. When I say product knowledge, it's really the merchandising knowledge. Because um, when you are on live, the host itself is not just showing, oh, this is my favorite earring and that's it. Like it's the difference between a post on Instagram and a live stream is a post you can actually edit it. You only need to show it beautifully. But in a live stream, you really need to describe it clearly, authentically, and beautifully. So that is the difference where the it requires the host enough knowledge to talk about that item, the material, the made, yeah. the handcraftsmanship um, of this particular ring, or how is it been designed? Why is it being created? I think all these are very direct um presentation of how skill and knowledgeable this person is and also her own um style her own uh, authentic way of describing why and how to create this product makes sense so i think this is sort of um the what we look for in our host there's a true passion about design uh, or being creative there's a true passion on why she loves or he loves particular category. So when I recruit hosts right now, I always say, do you love shopping? Tell me the shopping experience or the most memorable shopping experience that you have. Uh, Because this is really how you create a moment for your viewers, not just to sell a product, but create a moment that they remembers you or remembers that moment they bought it. I think that's where we are trying to be differentiated comparing to other uh, shopping platforms or just a shopping platform. This is super interesting to me. So there's a few things that have come out of this that I'm going to have questions about, but I'll try not to ask them all at one time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So in particular, you said, you know, you're recruiting hosts, which I find really, really interesting. So your, your platform is gated. Is that true? So that you can't just go on and any 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 person in the world can go on and sort of become a host. You actually have a process by which you sort of select and and curate who actually can be a host. Um yes, and at this stage um as we entering into the US market, we are curating the hosts that mm. we like to onboard to shop shop first. Um, I think it's because we are still in the, I, I call baby step of getting to know the market our and also our users and what the expectation is from our users in terms of the level of content that we provide. Second, we also service a lot of our retailers uh, that we have been servicing to our Chinese market. Uh, for some of these big or small retailers, there is a standard where they're, they expected their pre- brand uh, presentation to be aligned to their brand. Um, so basically, right mm-hmm. now, we are handpicking or curating the um, host that could uh, go on shop shops. Uh, but ultimate goal uh, is that opening it up for everyone to be a host. I think this is also the learning curve where that we can make everyone to be a host. I can make you, Brian, be a host mm-hmm. if you're interested. 
Shopping with Philip and Brian. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it would be mostly uh, Brian in Costco, like figuring out in the aisle, like what is the price per ounce of this? You know, of- <laughs> why not? Like, why not? Like, I would love to watch someone tell me what to buy at Costco. Like, it's, it's a zoo out right? there. Yeah, exactly. Is. Exactly. Like, why is this cheese is better than the other cheddar? Like, no one can tell me. And like, I'll, I mean, are you are we going to taste? Are there tasting for all of them? No. But I'm supposed to buy like a whole bag that will last <laughs> for like a year, but without knowing what it's like. So, I mean, totally. I can. I mean, I'm. I. I don't think Shop Shops is focused on just fashion or luxury. We are like today. We had our one of our hosts in Miami actually went into a pet store, her wow. favorite pet store, and she had listed five uh, puppies. Not just, I mean, it was just fun. And well, <laughs> we were all looking at it, and then we were internally talking. Should we have an office dog? Like, we don't even have an office anymore, but do we need an office dog? Um, it's, I think this is where it gives. Um, it gives us a lot of room to to see that everything or everybody could be a host. The host itself is really just recommending sharing your information, your knowledge on things that you already know to other people. And other people tune in because they appreciate the sharing element of it. People could share on luxury bag. People can share on Costco cheese. I think this is just a time to adopt to that behavior just the way that people adopted to TikTok or before to Instagram. But for those two platforms, I think people tune in for entertainment purpose. We get there, we get relaxed or addicted to certain category of content. Um, but I think for shop shops, we want to focus on shopping. So basically people who want to shop comes in and try to learn something through that journey. It might be learning about dogs or cheese or a Chanel bag. Like that's mm. where we believe shopping entertainment is. It's, it's a 24 hour live shopping channel. Future Commerce is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex Cloud is the automation platform for tax calculation and use tax and everything in between for businesses of all sizes. From SMB all the way to enterprise, businesses all over the world trust Vertex for their tax calculation needs, and you should too. Check them out today at vertexcloud.com slash futurecommerce. Future Commerce is brought to you by Market or Hire. In a recent Harvard Business Review report, as many as 83% of business leaders reported automation and digitization put strong or extremely strong pressure on their organizations to find skilled talent. And more than 60% said that they'd prefer to rent or borrow or share talent with other companies. This is the marketing gig economy and Market or Hire has built a network of top talent to help companies, including Netflix, Allbirds, Lambda School, and hundreds more. You can hire hourly, part-time, or full-time with no cancellation fees and no long-term contracts. This is about getting the right amount of marketing expertise right when you need it. 
Marketer Hire hand matches companies to expert marketers in as little as 48 hours. And you as a future commerce listener can get $500 credit when you sign a contract with Marketer Hire before January 31st, 2021. Go claim the credit right now. $500 credit before January 31st. Go to marketerhire.com slash podcast. That's marketerhire.com slash podcast and tell them that future commerce sent you. Mm. There's the some, something really powerful you said there, which is uh, the purchase intent. Uh, in your example, was you know an office dog, which I I so love. I love that <laughs> so much. I, I I miss having like offices where we had dogs running around. It was amazing uh, in the before times. But like this 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 intent that was probably already latent. It was there. Uh, it was brought to the forefront of your mind by someone else's interactions, like it's by someone else's, you know, engaging content. And that's something that I think is really difficult to do with the traditional mode of e-commerce right now. Mm -hmm. To your point earlier, the way that we shop is is very much in uh, the spear phishing variety. It's very difficult to have that uh, moment of serendipity and discovery. And that's, it's so so incredible uh, what, what the power of a platform uh, like yours could unlock. Um, I'm curious, you know, what is what is your plan for penetration here in the West? Uh, how how are you? You said you had you have folks in Miami at the moment. I'm curious what what your strategy is to get more uh, adoption and grow your platform here in 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 the U.S. and and abroad. Um, right now we are focused on growing users on shop shops and the users, we define them as the viewers who actually watch and buy as well as the vendor, uh, sellers who are live on, uh, who are live themselves on shop shops. So Mm -hmm. right now we're very focused on the, uh, vendor or the seller side. So they're the host seller themselves, or they are the store boutique retail brand owners. Um, so that is the current strategy. We are um, pitching to a lot of retailers. We're uh, pitching to a lot of existing retailer that we work with for our Chinese market to, uh, to have them um, start English version um, of their live stream themselves in store. Uh, I think that is where our focus is in the next six months. Um, and then in by end of the year, we want to open up the platform to more individual sellers who is willing to try it out, be the host, um, and um, curate their own show and content on Shop Shops. Yeah, that's this is all super interesting to me. Like, I... I love for you to dive a little further into your monetization model. Like how do you make money? How are retailers making money? How are your creators making money? And like, how do people actually buy? Like, is there, are there any attribution issues involved? Uh, That's a lot of questions. I'll let you start there. (laughs) Well, uh, very honestly speaking, we are still in the process of figuring a lot of the, the process out. Uh, for monetization, we are a platform, so we do charge a platform fixed fee based on transaction. Um, and that is uh, basically the cost for any sellers or uh, retailers to be on Shop Shop's platform. We also provide what we call a host service and also logistic service. 
um, because we've been shipping and uh, selling to China for the past three or four years. So we do help a lot of our current retailers uh, to make that last mile fulfillment to their Chinese viewers and Chinese customers. So we continue this service for our retailers when they are selling uh, outside of U.S. So we do provide that as a part of service. Uh, for the host service, it's basically we will connect a host to a retailer um, so that they they will be able to choose uh, who they want to work with. And from that, uh, there is uh, affiliate fee uh, relate uh, sort of uh, involved there. Uh, for the U.S. side, I think this is the structure we're currently uh, building out. Uh, that's why we're recruiting hosts, and that's why we want to eventually uh, make these um, hosts available for retailers to pair up uh, to work with. That's really interesting. Uh, I think that answers a lot of questions for me. One last question on this on this sort of line of thinking: Are you also gating which types of uh, retailers and brands that you have on the platform? Like curating, we like the we like the word <laughs> curating, Brian. Yeah. Gating is it's so it's so you know we don't do that. That's, I know. But are are you the one that's sort of like picking and allowing retailers? <laughs> that that sounds even worse. Curating's fine. <laughs> Are you curating what brands are actually going to are on the platform? And are you trying to set a specific tone for the types of brands that would be shopped on the platform? Um, for the China side, yes, we are. Uh, for the U.S., as our opening up to this new English market, we are very open-minded. Um, like I said, we're even we have our hosts curate their own shows. Basically, they look for the stores that they're interested in. They look for content programming that they would like to create. So I think there's a lot more freedom uh, in terms of uh, selecting what retailers uh, they would like to work with. Um, but for our China side, it would, it, it would be, I would say it's more a curation based on our selection of brands and retailer that we want to showcase to the Chinese market. Uh, I think it, because that there's the cross-border element, uh, there's also uh, a lot of uh, shipping and fulfillment issues. There's things that we just can't ship or sell uh, to the other side of the world. Um, so basically, that's why there's the, that layer of curation. But for English programming, uh, we are very open-minded. There, there's um, there's something to be said too about finding uh, the product market fit in a different uh, geography. Like it's 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 going to be different. The 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 mode of delivery might be the same, but the the thing that you know that hits in certain territories. Miami is going to be very different to Akron, Ohio, right? Yeah. So you, the way that you resonate in a certain territory and the way you uh, you you actually get in front of someone in uh, different parts of America could be uh, you know vastly different. Um, there's there's something to be said around the, the you know your model of uh, helping curators. You yourself started on another platform. Uh, you know, is Shop Shops growing along with the following of some of your creators and and you know keeping pace that keeps them uh, you know 
helping feel like they have ownership of the shop shops platform. They've, they don't have to take their audience somewhere else in, in, in order to be successful. I'm, I'm curious about, you know, the potential for uh, really uh, striking growth in some of your creators. Um, and, and what's, what's your thoughts around that? Like I said earlier, I think that we keep our creators, although we handpick them right now, uh, but we keep that their creative uh, decisions to themselves. Uh, what we do along the way is provide data and also suggestions and uh, experience mm. we've seen uh, from, especially from the China side, because there's more of um, uh, success stories or more of existing user behavior. So for our creators, we do share uh, insights, industry insights, cross-borders insights, uh, as well as uh, data that we analyze with them. Um, and I believe that for any platform uh, to start that with content or content to commerce, uh, people need to build that audience themselves. Uh, you have to have the ability to identify who your customer is and be able to attract and retain these users uh, yourself. So as a creator, I think this is what we uh, sort of uh, work with our creators on, is how we provide tools or trainings for them to able to attract and retain their viewership or their viewers on Shop Shops and really okay. build a fan base for them here. Uh, we, I started on Taobao. I have a fan base there and I was successfully able to uh, start uh, Shop Shops. Uh, basically, um, still all our creators on the China side are building out their own user base from that very small pool of people I was able to gain um, from a, a very large platform. So what, I, what I'm trying to say is that is really why we all come together and go download an app and go to the same shopping experience over and over again is that we are curating uh, content to make sure people who love shopping comes in and really enjoys that shopping experience itself. Are creators uh, collaborating amongst each other and yes. helping each other grow their audiences collaboratively? Yes, definitely. Um, we're still very new into the U.S. market, but we definitely see that start um, start uh, start to grow or start to uh, have that sense. We have seen that our host would bring on their friends, bring on their boyfriend uh, or even their husband to go on live shows together with them. Um, so I think this is a collaborative work that helps um, each other to learn how to do it. Pre-COVID for our China side, we actually have hosts who traveled from uh, Beijing to Tokyo or New York to Tokyo on different events, even on their own personal travels, they can go live whenever they want. And we actually saw friendship and build among hosts. So they've never met each other uh, before, but they were on shop shops and are both hosts at two de designated locations. And then one is traveling to the others, they met and become friends. So this is where oh, wow. I think the community is literally being built. And we actually seen on the China side that our viewers, uh, become our hosts. So they started live stream after shopping for two years on Shop Shops. And it was like, oh, I have this 
best uh, restaurant next door that sells amazing fish balls. And I want to share it with my, with my uh, other shoppers that I become uh, friends with. And then so she went on live and did um, her own show of her recommendation. And then she started live stream. So we've seen these examples on the China side. I wouldn't say hundreds of them, but there's definitely a small growing pool that people are becoming uh, more adopting to live themselves from a different role than just a customers or just a host. Mm, nice. So cool. Something that... Uh, you said also triggered another question in my mind, which was you, you mentioned earlier that uh, our current e-commerce shopping experiences were built by men, kind of for men. <laughs> yes. um, I would be curious. So what what, what demographics uh, are you seeing or even psychographics are you seeing for your hosts? And do, do those match up with your shoppers? And is that, you know, are you seeing them in a specific generation? Um, and like, do you see one segment of the market picking this up more quickly than others? Uh, we are definitely more female audience focused. A majority of our hosts are also female. Uh, I think it's where I guess I already sort of defined it in the beginning. Um, I think women and men shop differently. Women shop for entertainment. Men shop for a purpose. That's how sort of I defined it. Um, and a majority of our current customers are between the age of 25 to 40. So they're the millennials and millennial moms. Um, because I, I guess right now we are still, uh, a lot of our business are still very much generated from the China side. So that's where currently our target is um, in terms of age group, in terms of demographic. Uh, Gen Z is where I see the U.S. Uh, growth is in terms of adopting to uh, this behavior faster. Uh, but I do believe that the millennials, the millennial mom groups are also the early adopters of this behavior uh, because I think the U.S. millennial uh, and millennial mom age group, they are very mobile savvy and they learn quickly of what's new, what's out there that their kids are doing. Um, so I think that is where we are targeted also for the U.S. market, uh, the, lament, the millennials. Mm, yeah, they also have the most spending power right now. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think also if you look at the age group, by the time you're 25 or above, you have the opportunity to really travel the world for most people or to travel at least outside um, of your uh, location. Mm -hmm. And that's where you start to appreciate, in my opinion, that's where the age above, you start to appreciate differences. Uh, you start to appreciate curation. You start to appreciate uh, culture, cross-border culture or uh, culture differences. I think that's where um, the, the focus of shopping shifts from, oh, I must have this certain item because it's interesting. And two, is a discovery where it's something that I want to buy. It's a destination I want to go. It's that uh, learning that I want to spend time on. Um, and that, I think that's, that's where we start really appreciate the difference between cheddar A and cheddar B or olive garlic, olive 
pepper oil. Um, I think that that's where <laughs> we see the differences start to evolve as the age is also where you start adopting to different type of uh, experience um, is the millennial group. Does that have to do with sort of a shift in mindset of, of community as well? I think you mentioned, you know, people coming together to sort of collab on on selling on on well on, on hosting shop shop streams and so on. Um, do you think this is you know is this representing a shift in how we think about interacting with each other and, and growing together? Yeah, I totally believe so. Um, it's just just using an offline retail ex- example. We open a store. You will select a neighborhood, and from that neighborhood, you basically. Uh, design, decorate your stores. Every day you open your store up, talking, maybe it's the same crowd of people walking every day just to say hi to you. Uh, and there's also new view, new customers walk in uh, because your window display changed um, the lighting or changed the backdrop of uh, from a hat to a different hat. Um, I think that's the same thing. It's just right now we brought it onto uh, a different way of presenting, which is live stream. Um, it is you're opening your 24-7 virtual store. You are the star of that store and you curate your own show with your things that you want to share with other people. And it's your own margin you're trying to make. And it's also mm-hmm. a competition that you want to keep these viewer keep coming back or shopper keep coming back to your store. But that store itself right now becomes virtual. There's there's so much there and we're just about out of time. I guess that that leads me to a natural question, which is... Uh, is this a new channel that will engage a new shopper who otherwise wouldn't have been inspired to buy something online? Or is this uh, a, a channel shift or an evolution of how we understand e-commerce to be today and it's taking on a new form that has a new modernity to it? I, to answer that question, I think it's both. I would think that you start with what we, we start with what we know, which is our existing customers uh, that already know our product. So we highly encourage our current retailers to share to their existing customers because they couldn't walk into the store anymore. They couldn't have that direct access to the store uh, due to COVID. Uh, and then that is where the relateness starts to build as more Uh, As the host or the store owner gets better at managing their own virtual store, there there is the ability to bring other eyeballs to allow other people around the world or destination shoppers to discover what you have and to discover what's interesting in the store. So I think it's a channel that's built to start your own, uh, from your own existing audience with your existing product. And later on towards where there will be more people who've never know there's a store in New York uh, on the street corner of 13th and 4th is a beautiful accessory store that mm. that only a, a, probably a handful of people walk in one day on a daily basis. But if you're online, that virtual store, you can have 
thousands of people walk in that day mm -hmm. or during one hour or two where they come in and see how you have new creations of product lines. So I think that is how that market will uh, evolve. Wow. Uh, well said. Uh, <laughs> Leo Wu, the founder and CEO over at Shop Shops. Go check it out. Where can they find you online and where can they find Shop Shops? Please go to... So this is my ad time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plug, it, plug away. Yeah, they did. Uh, please find us on Apple Store. Type in Shop Shops. It is exactly how you hear it. S-H-O-P-S-H-O-P-S. Uh, uh, we have two ends. If you want to be a curator and content creator, please also download Shop Shop Host. Uh, it starts with H-O-S-T. Um, we are open to all markets, focusing with U.S. and Canadian uh, content curators first. Um, and also we're online as well. Uh, you can get to us on website shopshopslive.com. Thank you. Oh, of course, Brian. Are you are you going to launch your Costco channel? We need to. <laughs> I actually might do that. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. That's awesome, Leah. This has been so wonderful. So Thank you for fun. coming and sharing on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. I um, I would come back anytime. And Brian and Philip, I will take you guys on any minute or any second. Let's do. Um, uh, shopping with Brian and Philip. Yeah, <laughs> I love shops. it. Uh, let's do it. Uh, we'll hold you to it. And uh, and if we do that, you'll hear all about it on Future Commerce. Thank you for listening. Hey, you can find uh, other episodes, more episodes, almost 200 of them. In fact, we're coming up on our 200th episode of Future Commerce. You can find it on anywhere where podcasts are found. But the best place to find every word we've ever said that's searchable is at futurecommerce.fm. And while you're there, why don't you subscribe at futurecommerce.fm slash subscribe. And uh, it takes very little of your time, but it'll keep you in the know and informed about everything that matters in commerce. And uh, anyway, well, thank you, Leah. And thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>